right, welcome back, everybody. We got episode three here. Trevor and I tonight. Brendan, of course. Uh, Blake is out. He's got the Rona. He's down. He can't speak. So <laughs> he sent us his his stuff for for later in the show. We'll still cover his part. But yeah, just welcome back. We're we're glad to have you guys, and we're just gonna get right right into it tonight. Uh, just gonna kind of knock out some of the news that's been happening over the last week or two. You know, we got the Harbaugh suspension, I think, is the biggest one that's kind of going on. Everything else, you know, we'll, we'll kind of lead into it. Harbaugh's out for three games. He, self-suspension. Uh, him and uh, the AD, you know, they worked on it. Kind of out of nowhere because the, they had a, a plan with the NCAA for four game. It got kicked back. I, I don't know, Trevor. It's a mess. You, you want to, you want to <laughs> yeah. it, man. It, it's a joke. Honestly, it's a joke. Yeah, well, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you what. The way it looks from the outside point of view, I'm sure, outside of the Michigan fandom world, which I'm a part of, but looking at the grand scheme of things, the way it looks to most people in the country, I would say, is that Michigan is trying to appease the NCAA because the way the way I have read everything – is that the initial agreement of the four-game suspension was agreed upon, but then the, the committee decided against it. Now, most analysts go one way or the other. One way, they, they say they're just going to cut it out and they're just going to hope it just dies, dies off and goes away. But the other, the other side of it, they say that they think that they are looking to do a harsher punishment later on after this season. So what I think is happening is that Michigan is trying to self-impose to cover any sort of potential for uh, more intense, which would be ridiculous anyway if they went more intense of a punishment. It would be absolutely ridiculous considering the landscape and what we in which we live in right now. That's my point of view on it, and I'm just going off of what I've read, what I've heard, and what has been said up to this point. I mean, look, and a lot of a lot of rivals of Michigan, a lot of naysayers of Michigan said, y'all picked the three easiest possible games you could to miss out on your miss having your coach. And all I said is that is is look, the NCAA could have suspended them for a fourth game, but they chose not to. This is Michigan still saying that we did that. Yes, we acknowledge that there was something that shouldn't have happened, but it did, and we're just gonna. We'll take it on the chin and we'll do it ourselves. Yeah, and just so you know, for those of you that may not know, you, you, most of you probably already do, but the whole the whole thing was about Harbaugh during the uh, dead period. They had a recruit call him and uh, was showing him a buddy doing push-ups and stuff. Uh, that's a violation; couldn't do it. Um, but the biggest one that the NCAA is trying to hammer this guy on is buying a cheeseburger for a recruit at a local store in Ann Arbor and uh, Jim paid for it. You know, he, he got ousted by a fired uh, recruiting director, Matt Dudek, who's straight up just, he was awful, Uh, but they got rid of him. This guy got, you know, he was upset, a little salty about it. So he, he tattletailed on, on Jim. Again, it was one cheeseburger for one recruit uh, because the kid couldn't afford it or something. And when the NCAA come at, came asking for it, Jim said, I, I don't know. I don't think I bought it. I don't know. Why, why do I need to tell you? Because Jim Harbaugh is like that. He, he doesn't like playing games with these people. 
most people don't care about the NCAA as well. So we'll see what happens. I minimal impact this year. They're, they might try to throw in some uh, games next year, but Michigan plays Texas next year early. So uh, I don't know. NCAA they they got a thing. They don't like Jim. So I, I could see him trying to hammer them, but we shall see as that moves forward and report more on it as it goes on. Yeah, and then a quick note to the what to the detail not details of the suspension, but how this is going to look for Michigan going forward for these first three games. So get, the way Jim Harbaugh has handled this is that he's going to do a rotational coaching duties, and the way it is working is game one will be Jesse Minter, game two will be Jay Harbaugh and Mike Hart, and game three will be Sharon Moore. And then, obviously, Jim will be back at, uh, for game four in the opening of the Big Ten season. And that's that's the way they're handling it. I kind of like it because Jim has been a proponent of all of his – he wants all of his assistants to become head coaches at some point in time. He doesn't want them to stay assistants, and he wants them to strive to be more. So I think this is a good, st- good look uh, for Jim and the Michigan program. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think it's good, uh, you know, for what it is, for what Michigan's doing, you know, trying to – Trying to make it work, but the way they're the way they set it up for these first three games, I, I dig it and I support it. More, you know, NCAA trash uh, that's going on right now is the suspension for an LSU player, uh, Mason Smith. The dude got injured last year, you know, in the very first game against Florida State, so he missed the whole season. They could have they could have you know tried to do something to him then they they didn't say anything about it until a week before their very first game LSU's first game against Florida State again they just suspended this Mason Smith you know defensive tackle for the one game for signing an autograph a month or a couple like days or something like that right before the NIL thing passed so they went back to 2021 said okay this guy signed an autograph and it got sold or something. So we're going to suspend him now. Uh, to me, that's just ridiculous. NIL literally got passed within a month after that. I, I understand it. Whatever. No, actually, no, I don't. I don't. I think it's no, just, no, it's no. Just, we don't. We don't understand that. We do not understand this because this guy. It's a freaking autograph, man. It, it's one autograph, and and you know, like you said, that was twenty twenty one. It's twenty twenty three. Week one, the dude got he was he missed all season last year from an injury, and you you hit him now. It, it just it makes no sense to me. The NCAA needs to either you know be abolished like something. I don't know. I can't stand these guys. I I, I think there needs to be some sort of governing body over you know college athletics uh, when it comes to scheduling. You know you know for conferences, games, and stuff like that. But you know just random suspensions. Each one's different. It, it doesn't make sense, man. I'll tell you what, dude. This is literally the NCAA trying to flex on someone that really didn't do anything wrong. They're trying to flex. Uh, and and the, pro- the biggest problem with the NCAA is, is that they only focus on top-tier programs right now. That's all they're focusing on. The LSUs of the world, the Michigans of the world, the Alabamas of the world. Actually, they don't really pay attention to Alabama and what they do or – or anyone else in the SEC for that matter, other than LSU apparently. Because I'll tell you, look, I'm not going to go in that Texas A&M, but I guarantee you prior to the NIL being done, there was shady stuff going on 
that could easily be also be brought to the attention of the rest of the world, but the NCAA won't do it. They're going to do these minuscule things and be like, ah, we got you. And mess with a guy, mess with a young kid's potential career of having a really good game against a very, very good Florida State team. Critical. And he's a, he's a very critical piece to that LSU defense. And that is that is my biggest problem is that NCAA picks and chooses on when they want to be tough on someone or on a certain rule. And I disagree with that. You should have a blanket rule. If you're going to do it, do it, but do it for everybody. Yeah, I'm with you on it. And, uh, you know, it's going to keep happening, sadly, unless something drastically changes. I don't see it. Uh, outside of the NCAA going on right now, there is also the Iowa <laughs> Iowa State. They're both in the <laughs> they're both in trouble with uh, this gambling on their own. They're betting on their own teams. They're betting against their own team. I mean, it's crazy, but they're getting suspended. Uh, we just had another Iowa suspension come down. Uh, defensive tackle as well, and Noah Shannon. I was down a bunch. Iowa State's down a bunch. I don't see how they're going to make it through the season. But the other thing that I'm curious about is. You know, this state's getting hammered from an independent investigation from the state. Could other states, could other teams be impacted? I bet it happens everywhere. I mean, it this can't just be Iowa, Iowa State problem. So I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with it moving forward. I think it, I, this is one I agree with. I mean, if you're betting on your own team, like, throwing again, I mean, okay, like, what, what are you doing, you know? I, I mean, look. Honestly, this whole thing has me a little bit speechless. Like, I don't understand why you feel the need to bet on your own team. Like, I, you're Iowa and Iowa State. Y'all have a hard time winning as is. Like, why? Why? Just why? Does this even? Why is this even a thing? I don't even understand. And why aren't more people being suspended by the NCAA? Here we go, NCAA. Where are you at? Like, seriously. Hey, I, I'll say, you know, maybe it makes sense for Iowa, Iowa State. If, if they're all just betting the under on themselves, that, then hell, I mean, yeah. That, you know, if they're all getting seven and a half, you know, is their, their total. Yeah, bet that under. It's not happening, baby. Come on. Uh, so it's free money. You know, I, I guess I get it. You know, mate, you know what? Put yourself. In yeah, we practice with that quarterback. We know he can't throw that many touchdowns. We know we can't. We know we can't score that many points. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I, I think this is just something we'll we'll keep an eye on, and it could progress to other states, other schools. I don't. I don't know. It it could hit. It could hit big programs. It could hit small programs. It could just end here. Um, but talking about big programs. And uh, getting back into the college football world of, uh, you know, the games that are going to be played here within the next two days. What are you thinking on Heisman finalists, man? I, I've i got a list. Um, it's probably close to whatever, you know, all the big guys are talking about. But maybe a little different. I don't know. Well, let's see what you got. I, I want to hear your thoughts first. Mine's, mine's going to, for the most part, I'm holding the party line as far as, for lack of a better term, as far as like my picks. But here, uh, I'll, I'll go five, five to one. So my fifth, coming in at the number five spot, I got Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State. I think he will be in the top five. He is hands down, even though it kills me to say it because he's at Ohio State, but hands down, the young man 
is best wide receiver in, in college football right now. He, he should be the first wide receiver off the board in the next NFL draft, hands down. At the number four spot, it's going to be the one that probably might shock a few people. It's me going out on a limb for my dark horse for the SEC, and that's Jaden Daniels. I have Jaden Daniels coming in at the number four spot. I think he's going to have a year. I think he really is. Um, number three, I have Blake Corum. I really think Blake Corum is set to – he's got the right mindset where I think he's just going to come at it hard and it just kind of pick up where he left off before he got hurt last year. But number two, I have Penix. I have Penix from Washington. I think he is going to, but at the same time, I think – Williams is going to repeat. I think he's going to be a double timer. Honestly, I think he's going to. Be, yeah, I think I think Williams is going to come at it once one uh, again. I I was not like outside of Williams last year. I didn't think he was the, like USC was that impressive outside of him. And I think yeah. for the most part, he is going to be the reason they win the the. Well, I won't go into that, but he is going to be the reason that they do well this year. <laughs> yeah, we will, we will get to picks uh, towards the end of the show, so hang around, guys. We're gonna have a we're gonna get all that in. Uh, we're talking playoff projections. We're talking conference championships. That'll come here shortly. Blake sent us his Heisman pick. He didn't give us the top five. He's blunt. He's like he, he's just gonna let you know. He says it's Michael Penix Jr. That's it. He's he is your Heisman finalist. He is it. I think it's a great pick. I mean, he's he's got all the tools to do it. And he's in my group, too. So I'll, I'll go ahead and give you mine. A little different, though. I got Caleb Williams coming in at number five. I don't think he's going to repeat. I don't think he should have won it last year because I think Blake Corum should have won it last year. I know I'm a Michigan fan, but if that man didn't get injured, he was he was running away with it. If he had the game that he would have had against Ohio State uh, you know, in the Big Ten Championship. So maybe a little uh, foreshadowing on my picks here. Uh, number four, I got Jaden Daniels. He's going to have a big year. I I think he's he's going to ball out. Doesn't mean I, LSU, though, it, it all depends on them. I think he's going to be up there, but he's not going to win it because I don't have LSU progressing as far as others might have them. Michael Penix Jr. is coming in at three for me because he's a baller. He's going to do his thing. But, again, Washington's not going to make it as far. It is a, it's, as much as it's an individual award, it's a team award. And if your team's going far, then – that player on your team that's elite is going to go further. Marvin Harrison Jr. I got that. I got him at two. He's a beast. I mean, I, what else can you say about him? This dude makes plays. He is elite at in every aspect of being a wide receiver. I'm also tired of seeing quarterbacks win the dang award. We got we got other players out there that are detrimental to their team. He is one of them. He's going to make plays. Yeah, they've got a deep wide receiver core, but this guy stands out in that you know, in that wide receiver group, he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem in the NFL. He's coming at two and I'm, I'm coming back. I got Corm at number one. I, this man is going to get the rock. He's going to pound it. He's going to score touchdowns. He's going to make those big plays. He's going to show up on highlights. Michigan's going to, I think they're going to roll this year. So that puts him right square in that position, barring injuries again. I think he's got it. He, he is an elite running back. He, powers through he's fast i'm ready to see what happens this year i think it could go to any of those guys 
But I'm getting Corum back at number one just because I think he should have won it last year. Man, I'll tell you what. I, I love Corum. I really hope he does it. I just don't know. I, the Heisman Committee is so quarterback-centric. It is absolutely ridiculous. I just quickly looked up the last uh, the last Heisman that was a non-quarterback. Obviously, Bama, you know who it is, Devontae Smith. But outside of that, the last person that was a non-wide receiver and non-quarterback, we're talking about running backs now, we're talking Derrick Henry back in 2015. I know. We're due. Hey, Alabama, how you doing? And then, if you want to go back further, hey, Alabama, here's another one for you. Oh, it was Mark Ingram. Yeah. So, uh, Blake Corum has a, has, a lo- has a long road ahead of him to actually walk away with that title. But uh, he's, he's poised to do so. Michigan definitely has, re- has got that offensive line rocking and rolling. Two years in a row, best offensive line in the country. He's got all the he's got all the all the tools needed to do it. So I like that one a lot. Yeah, I I hope I, I obviously I'm a Michigan fan. I hope it happens. Uh, but I can see any of those guys, especially I think Penix uh, with Washington. They're going to have a great year. Uh, so let let's see. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, week one, week zero is coming up. You know, this is what it actually matters. Speaking on week zero, we got games, guys. We got games this weekend. I'm 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 stoked. I'm pumped. I'm I'm excited. They're not marquee games, you know what? But I don't care. I I, I watch football from you know wake up to to sundown. You know what I mean? I'm Pac-12 after dark. We're watching Hawaii games at you know midnight. So I I personally don't care. I'll watch anything. Uh, the week zero slate. Uh, we've got the the starters. We got Notre Dame versus Navy. Uh, we got UTEP, Jacksonville State. Uh, New, we got UMass and New Mexico State, Ohio, San Diego State, uh, Hawaii at Vanderbilt, San Jose State at South uh, Southern California, USC, and then we got FIU at uh, Louisiana Tech. They got some spreads for them. Uh, we can talk about that as we go on, but uh, the, fir- the first one, the biggest one, is the Notre Dame-Navy game. I think it'll be fun. It's in Ireland. Again, I think this is the third time they've done it there. They, they they didn't get to play one year um, because of COVID. Uh, you know, they, they cut out. But Notre Dame's obviously destroying the series. It, it is what it is. The Navy's got a new head coach. You know, they, they're they going to maybe implement some more passing. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it could be fun. But they're still, they're still ground and pound. They're still going to control that clock. Notre Dame's got Sam Hartman at quarterback. So they've got – a seasoned veteran there. This guy can sling the ball. I don't. I don't. I think Notre Dame's probably going to pull away. That the spread is twenty. It's a twenty and a half point spread for Notre Dame. Uh, I mean that's that's not bad. And again, especially playing the Service Academy. Man, uh, it's hard to say that Notre Dame's going to walk out of there with a loss. I would be surprised, but. I do think that they're going to have a bit of a heart attack by the time that game's over with. I don't, I honestly think that Notre Dame walks into these kind of games and these are the games for Notre Dame. Like they have this culture that we are better than everybody. So that leads to an overconfidence that I believe will, they'll get punched in the mouth of a few times by Navy. I'm almost guaranteeing that I see them. I see it a lot closer than everyone else sees the thing. 
I think they are maybe going to win by a touchdown. And that's it. Uh, I don't think their offense is as good as people say it is. I just don't think they're as good as people say they are. And I know they have the veteran quarterback. I just don't think that he's that good either. And Navy's going to come to play. Like, there's there's no doubt about it. Navy, the, the armed forces group always usually comes to play, when the, especially when they're playing these big boys that uh, are supposed to be so much better than they are. And in this case, Notre Dame thinks they are too. So that makes a little extra motivation for Navy. I think it's a lot closer than the experts think, but I think Notre Dame does pull it out. Yeah, and, that, and that's I think that's fair. Uh, we got Notre Dame, or excuse me, Navy's got a senior quarterback. And let's not forget, last year Navy took it to them, and they almost won the dang game. Uh, the, the final score was thirty-five, thirty-two, Notre Dame. I mean, it, it could happen again. It, I mean, they, there might be an upset brewing in Dublin, guys. I don't know where we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna see. Next game up uh, that we're we're talking on, uh, we're gonna make some picks here in a little bit. We've got Ohio at San Diego State. Uh, this one's a, a tight spread. It's a two and a half. Uh, point spread for uh, San Diego State. Uh, they're the favorites. I I don't know. I, I, I think this is one that Ohio is going to come in, and I know it's a small spread, but I think they could make a, a run for this game. Uh, they've, got a, they've got a quarterback coming out, uh, coming back, and Curtis Rourke. He, uh, he was injured last year towards the end of the season. I think he missed a couple games. Um, but, I mean, he, he's coming in. He's got a great offensive unit. I I think they were the best offen- uh, offensive unit in the MAC. They're gonna they're gonna put up points. Yeah, San Diego State's got a new defense. Effectively, Brady Hoke's a tough coach. You know he, t- he t- coaches defense fairly well. He did at Michigan when he was here. You know, but his offense obviously had problems. But we'll see with old Brady Hoke. It's his second go around. You know, he's still at at he's an Aztec. You know, he's doing his thing. Uh, it's a gritty team. You know, San Diego State is they're they're looking for a new home in this whole conference realignment thing too. So you know they're they're going to go out there and try to show out, show what they got. But I I still think Ohio might have the chance here, guys. Yeah, I got Ohio too in this. To be perfectly honest with you, mainly because I think uh, the Mac schools just get undervalued, especially in this day and age. Rightfully so. Don't get me wrong. Like the Mac schools have not performed well over the past few years here. So I, they're rightfully not considered a good middle middle conference anymore. They're kind of a, considered a lower-tier conference. But I do think Ohio will come in, give San Diego a game, and I think they will pull it out in the end. But it will be very close. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good one. It should be fun to watch. Good back and forth, uh, you know, a high-caliber offense. Again, running team that's going to try and control that clock. Uh, should be fun. Uh, I, I'm excited to see it. Final game that we're ro- we're rolling with this week in our we're doing three picks and uh, we're doing Hawaii at Vandy. The spread's not you know it's not something that we're expecting to be a close game. You know it's going to be you know down to the wire, but it very well could be. You never know. It's Vanderbilt. It is Hawaii. You know Hawaii's excited. They're they're traveling. Uh, <laughs> Vandy's playing in a dang high school stadium. Uh, you know, it, it's just one of those it, crazy things happen. It's college football. The spread is 17 points uh, for Vanderbilt. But Hawaii's coming in. Timmy Chang's a, this is their second year, you know, as a as head coach. 
So you got more more people coming. You you had transfers come in. They've got opportunity to to build off what they had last year after they had. I mean, they gutted the program. You know, they they gutted it. And now they've got people in. They've got you know some continuity. So they've got a chance here to to make it interesting, especially in that first half. If they can hang around with Vandy, I mean, watch out. You might get you might get a first week zero uh, ultra upset, man. I'll tell you what, hang around with Vandy. I think Vandy needs to hang around with Hawaii. Like, <laughs> at this point, like, I don't have any faith in Vandy at all. Like, zero. There is, might be in the negative numbers, to be honest with you, as far as confidence goes. So that 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 spread is funny to me a bit. Uh, because I feel like I feel like Hawaii is going to cover that and then some. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> uh, but I... I We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I definitely see Vandy not being all that they're made out to be in this in this particular matchup. Yeah, I, I agree. And, yeah, it's going to come down to Vanderbilt's uh, pass defense because Hawaii is going to come out and sling it. They're, that's just what they're going to do. Uh, defense, though, for Hawaii just has to hold. If they can maybe make a turnover, if they can, you know, force three and out here and there. I mean, you, you got a game. Uh, again, bad juju for Vandy having that state, the stadium still being constructed. Like, I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, we're going to, we're going to throw shade at them because we want to, and we can. And, um, Nashville is more worried about throwing up some more bars on the, the Broadway. I, I get it. You know, who, not a lot of people are watching Vandy football, but we still like the Commodores. I love their uniforms. I'm a uniform freak. So I do like the unis. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to get into the picks for, for the game. Uh, Notre Dame game. I'm going Notre Dame. I, I think they're going to pull it out. I do think it'll be closer than what, what's projected. Uh, I just I don't see them losing. I, not this year, but it's going to be close. You got Ohio winning in the upset. I think their offense is just going to be too much for San Diego State. And then Vandy. I got Vandy going. I, I got him winning. Uh as much as I would love to see Hawaii pull it out, just because all the stuff that's happened in Maui and just the bad luck that they've had, you know, in, in football. I still got Vandy, though. Trevor? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much with you. Notre Dame, definitely. San Diego, definitely. And Hawaii, I have beating Vandy. Okay. All right. So, uh, so that's, that's basically, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably very wrong, and I'm probably going to have my first first pick loss with the Hawaii team. But I'm that's going to be fun rooting for the Hawaii boys. I promise you that. Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, so let's uh, we we didn't get anything from Blake on that. Uh, like I said, he's been feeling sick, so no worries. We're going to drive on. We're going to jump into playoff predictions and conference championships. This is this is it, or it's here. You know, it's it's week zero, baby. Get excited. The real the real It is time. It is time, everybody. It is time to make the predictions. And these things are what come back to haunt people when they make these predictions. And their team that they pick go 0 and 3 in the first three games or whatever. Oh, it's that's a bit of extreme. It's gonna happen. (laughs) uh, You know, it's there's been some I've seen a lot of bold picks on Twitter. Uh, I've seen Obviously, the chalk picks, it's hard not to be chalked in, in, in 
in this stuff. You know, these teams are ranked here for a reason. We've already broken them down. You guys know what they got. But, man, it's college football, and stuff happens. Do we have an 07 season where freaking Kansas and uh, Syracuse – I mean, who who knows who could be up here, man, by the time the playoffs Heck yeah. come around. My dark horse, Kansas, they're going to come through. I feel it. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like there's so many dark horses. The, the Big 12 is wide open. Pac-12 is wide open. So we're, we're going to get into Blake's real quick. He sent him yeah. over. This is Blake's playoff projection. In the last episode, he said he, – he I'm going to call him out on this. He said that he was having a Michigan <laughs> versus Georgia national championship. But lo and behold, he sent his new projection. It changed within two, th- two, three days. And he said – he also said in text, he was like, but I need to be able to change this like week three of the season. No, bro. No, you're not changing it. You're not changing you're it. You're locked in. You're locked in. <laughs> Locked in, man. This is it. He wasn't. He wasn't a fan of me telling him that he was locked in. Oh no, he's he's a little he's a little triggered. But his picks, we got we got number one Michigan. I know that had to pain him a little bit. Number two Washington. He's got them running through the 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 Pac-12. Clemson at three. Bama coming in at number four. And Texas at number five. I, it's, I mean, that, that's a, that's a, that'd be an awesome playoff. I would be so excited to watch that. Uh, but I just, I don't know if it's going to happen that way. I, I, I got Bama losing a couple. That I don't think they're going to be sniffing around. Uh, Texas is another one. They could do it. Yeah. Uh, that the Big Twelve is wide open though, man. And I feel it like really is. Glad that might sniff around with the with the Big Twelve, baby. I, I'll, I'll tell you mine here in a minute. I. Uh, for his conference slate, he's got Clemson beating UNC uh, in the in the title game. He's got Texas beating Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. He's got Michigan beating Wisconsin in the Big 10 championship game. He's got Washington beating USC, Bama beating Georgia in the SEC championship game. And then uh, for the American, he's got UTSA making it, uh, winning the, winning the uh, American conference. Trevor, what about you? What you got, man? Uh, let's see. Where do I want to start? You know what? Here, I'll just start with my conference champs just to start off. Okay. <clears throat> so I'll just go from <laughs> I'm going to throw shade at just about every conference right now because I'm going to go worst to first as far <laughs> in my mind as far okay. as conferences go. So for, first of all, the I got SMU as the conference champ in the American Conference, and the reason I picked SMU is because they have the le- the path of least resistance. Uh, they only have really one game on their schedule, which is Memphis. Mm-hmm. They do not have to play Tulane, and they do not have to play UTSA. So the only time they would play either one of them is in the championship game, and I still think, think, I think by the end of it, SMU will come out healthier, and they will come out healthier in the championship game against UTSA, and I think they will beat UTSA. Uh, for the ACC, I just got Clemson. I'm sticking with them. Uh, they were they're my contender from the get go, and I'm just going to stick ride them ride them all the way in. And let's see, Big Twelve. As much as I really, really wanted to pick Texas Tech, I think it's just Texas's year to to finish out. I guess on a high note, 
I really, in my, my my heart of hearts, I want Texas Tech to just knock them off the their pedestal right at the last game of the year. I just don't know if they have the mustard to do it. I hope they do. But as of right now, I have Texas winning the Big 12. Not making the playoff, though. No way in hell. Big 10, uh, Michigan, and they're beating Illinois. Uh, that's who I have in the championship game, Big 10 championship game. SEC, I got Bama beats Georgia. And then Pac-12, I got I have USC beating Washington. Okay. And I guess that's, for the most part, that's chalk except for the Illinois pick. Um, and the, the Big 12, I honestly don't know who's going to end up being in, in, in with Texas, to be honest with you. Because in my head, I think Kansas could be there. I'd like to see Kansas since I picked them as a dark horse. So I'll probably be rooting for them. Sorry, Colt. Uh, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yeah, and then was that? Sorry, Colton. <laughs> yeah, my bad. My bad. Uh, so, and then the playoff is, well, um, not to copy Blake too much, but I got Michigan, Alabama, Clemson, and uh, yeah, USC. I got USC being there at the end. Gotcha. What about your first out? Like, who's the first team that's going to get that chopping block, number five? Only because the entire voting country seems to have a Jones for these mofos. Even though they're not going to be in the Big Ten Championship, OSU will be number five in the country, even though they've lost two games in the season. So I I fully anticipate – and. I am not discounting the fact that even with uh, Pac-12 championship USC, that somehow, some way, OSU finds its way into the top four and into the playoff. I'm telling you, it would not surprise me at all. It's happened before, and I'm I'm along the lines where I think they do sneak in. And uh, I'll just go ahead, and I'm going to do my my conference picks. Uh, ACC, I've got Clemson beating Florida State in the the conference championship game. I think Florida State's going to beat them during the regular season, but I think Clemson's going to pull it out in the championship game. And, uh, I mean, it, it, it's going to be crazy. I, I That's just how I think it will go. Uh, Big 12, I'm rolling with them. I'm rolling with them hard. You know, they got they got that, that rack of energy, man. I'm going Texas Tech's one in the Big 12. I'm, I'm calling it today. And uh, – don't ask me who they're playing because I, I don't know, man. The Big 12 is so wide open. They, they might be 9-3 and three playing another 9-3. and three. Write it down. You know, send it out. I don't care. Texas Tech's winning the Big 12. Michigan's winning the Big 10. Uh, I think that's – I know that's chalk. Ohio State's going to be right there. Penn State's going to be close. Wisconsin's going to be close. I just think Michigan has it. Washington I got coming out of the Pac-12. USC, they're the big name. Everybody – it's got them winning. They've got all the transfers. All, but I just – I've got a feeling that they're not going to make it out of their conference slate, uh, you know, completely unscathed. And I think Washington's going to gonna find a way to, to win it in the game. Uh, SEC, I'm going Georgia. I I just think they're, they're just too much. Bama's got a lot to, to learn with this new quarterback. I know Georgia does too. they got a new quarterback too. But just everything around them, what they did last year – I, I just I see them coming back, and then the AAC, the American, 
it's coming down UTSA. Uh, I, I think they're going to pull it out. I'm a, I'm a roadrunner guy, man. I love their uniforms. I think they got a great team too. I'm excited to see them play. Uh, so that, that's who I've got as my conference champions for my playoff projection. I've got UGA coming in at number one. There there's, there's, their schedule is just so easy, even with the new quarterback. I don't, I don't see them messing up. They, they might slip once, but I, I even if they play, you know, Bama or LSU again in the the SEC championship, I still think one loss Georgia's getting in. Uh, but I've got them at number one. I think they go undefeated. I got Michigan at number two. I think they go undefeated. I don't think they would jump. Georgia, just because it's the SEC SEC championship game, uh, but Michigan number number two. I got Clemson at number three because they beat Florida State, and I think they're going to make it. I don't think they're going to be undefeated completely, um, but I, I think that Clemson is going to make it in at number three. I've got the, the I got Ohio State coming at number four. I think they're going to slide in. They're going to slither in after losing to Michigan in the, the, the game, in the week final week of the season. They're, they're going to sit out that Big Ten championship game and then chaos in front of them, and they're going to somehow slide in. Oh, it's a one-loss Ohio State team. Got it. That means they'll have beaten Wisconsin. They'll, they'll have some good wins. Penn State, I think they slide in. I got Florida State coming in at number five just because I think Florida State is going to have a really good year until the very end when they lose to Clemson. I think they'll they'll drop. And then Texas Tech at number six. I, I think they're going to make it. I think they're going to have a heck of a run. But they're, they're going to have a loss somewhere to, to a team they shouldn't, and they're going to catch up. Or, you know, they're going to lose. I, I don't know what the Big 12 is going to look like, but I want to put them up there because I, I like Texas Tech. So that's, that's what I've got for the year, man. I Write it down. That's it. No changing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Blake. If you're listening to this, and I'm going to tell you in the text later, there is no such thing as changing your picks. This is why we do preseason picks, so we can give you crap later on down the road. <laughs> Man, I'm, I don't know. I'm just I'm glad it's here, guys. I'm I'm excited. It's it's going to be a good season. Uh, a lot, of, hopefully, a lot of craziness for certain teams. Hopefully, not for others. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm just I'm ready for it to kick off again. Week zero slates here. We got you know what seven games, some close spreads. We got a lot of big spreads. Anything can happen in college football, and that's why we love it. You know that that's what that's why we watch. That's why we're doing these podcasts, just because we love football, man, and we're we're here for it. And uh, yeah, I, I think we're we're just ready to go. We're ready to do some game analysis. Uh, get out of this preseason talk. Get into the games. Trevor? Absolutely. Absolutely. I am so ready for it. I have bought all the ingredients for my buffalo chicken dip. I am ready for Saturday. Let's go. (laughs) Let's do it. It may be week zero, but at least there's a few games that I've definitely wanted to watch, especially the ones that I picked. But I tell you what, it is a it's it's an amazing feeling. I'm really super super stoked about all of this. It's I'm I'm ready for it. Yeah, and if you guys got anything, shoot it our way. You know, hit us up on, you know, any of the messengers, you know, Twitter, Instagram. That's where we're mainly on. Facebook, a little bit, but uh, Twitter's a big one. If you got anything, holler at us. You know, friends, hit us up. You know, we'd love to do a mailbag down the line. So, 
Uh, thank you guys again for listening. Gridiron Uncensored, kicking it with the grid. We're your hosts, Brendan and Trevor. Y'all have a good one. Let's watch some football.